Welcome to Digital First Leadership, the podcast that focuses on helping leaders and teams understand how to master the language of social media in today's digital first world. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Richard Bliss, and you're listening to Digital First Leadership Podcast. I'm joined today by two unique guests. We are co-authors. We are joint participants in a community Yet up into the point of this podcast, we had never met. And so this is one of those exciting things about the internet today, about uh, community, how you can come together, know someone, and yet never have heard their voice or never have met them in person. And this is kind of where we're at today, although the voice thing I'm going to identify in just a second. I'm joined by Giuseppe Frattoni calling in from Rome and Al Boyle from Raleigh-Durham. Al, right? That, that's right. That's right. Perfect. And they're joining me because we happen to all three be co-authors of a very unique book called The Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever, an initiative driven by Mark Schaefer, a well-known author. Giuseppe's got his. I imagine Al's got his. This book effort was driven by uh, a Rise community, which was a community brought together by a cryptocurrency coin, which now has expanded on Discord, a very unique experience. I asked these two gentlemen to join me because we participated in an exercise of jointly writing a book with a total of 36 authors. Not only did we all jointly write the book, but we also jointly created the audible book. So when I talk about hearing somebody's voice, I was able to hear Al and Giuseppe's voices by listening to my audible version before I had them on the show. There's their introduction. Let me go ahead and bring them on. Al, Giuseppe, thank you for joining me. Hi, Rachel. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for having, having me. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great to have both of you here. It was interesting because you both uh, did a a uh, co-authoring of a chapter, and the chapter that you had was chapter thirteen. Create a powerful marketing message for to uh, capture or grab the attention of your ideal clients. Before we get into the the writing of the chapter, this experience, uh, Giuseppe, I'll ask you first. Had you ever participated in an experience like this before of writing a chapter, co-authoring with other authors like what we did today, what we did with this book? No, no, absolutely. My my first time uh, writing a book, I mean, it's something that I have played with, with this idea of becoming an author many times, but never really got started on this project. And no, this is my first time and is really my, the first time I co-write something with another person i mean i of course i've worked with other people sure. i've had projects with other professionals but i've never written anything with with, with somebody else and it's been a, a great experience and i've been lucky to find this amazing co-author uh, that is al boyle and the experience was great everything went smoothly and just a, an amazing experience really Alan, you, you do a lot of writing, if, if I understand from your uh, from your background. So, had you participated in anything similar like this? Not on a nonfiction book, no. And by the way, I had to pay Giuseppe very little to say that about me. So, thank you, Giuseppe. <laughs> uh, I've written two crime thriller novels, so I'm used to going longer form. And when I saw what this project was about and knew I'd only be contributing a chapter, I thought it'd be a lot of fun because it's essentially a blog post. Um, I, I do a lot of work in the knowledge management space, so I'm used to collaborating with other people, but this was the first time collaborating on a book. 
And not only did we all collaborate on the book together, but there was also that other unique aspect, and that was the audible version of the book. And I've had the the opportunity of listening to your chapter, both of you speak. And Giuseppe, I have to believe that this was kind of a unique experience as well, the opportunity of participating, because what was nice is that you and I, I see you in the Rise community. I, I see you, I follow you, connected with on LinkedIn, but I'd never heard you speak. And it was fascinating to, to move from one chapter, chapter 12 to 13, and then hear your voice. What was that like for you as you were recording that uh, that chapter? Well, you know, it, it, it didn't take me that long, I have to be honest. I have um, some experience with, uh, with audio because I am an amateur musician. So I've done, you know, live stuff with my band, studio stuff. And um, I also had my own podcast. So I had all my gear, all my equipment. So it was just a matter of going over some procedures that I had. And uh, it went smoothly and was a nice experience. And uh, I was lucky to be in a, in a room that didn't have a lot of echo which yeah. would be disrupting for for the recording for the recording, and um, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun, really. Uh, excellent. The chapter, and, and and you're right, it's fascinating hearing all these different narrators that read their own chapters. Really, a unique project. It has been a unique project. Al, did you have the similar experience? I did a few passes on my chapter to make sure I was saying it the way I wanted to. I wanted to be sure I was speaking clearly and enunciating in the right places to make it as engaging as possible. But it was a lot of fun to do that. And it was also a lot of fun to work with Giuseppe on just crafting the chapter. I entered the fray after he'd already signed up for it. I reached out to him when I saw his name on the sign-up sheet, said, are you open to collaborating? And he said, yes. And it was as seamless as could be from start to finish. We just, sensibilities aligned and we were both very, I think, humble and open to what each other was uh, wanting to put in the chapter. So I'd sign up for it again in a heartbeat. I like that. And let's talk about the chapter because uh, there was a couple of things as I was listening and reading to it, I was struck by, and Giuseppe, I'd like to start with you. In there, you talk about a couple of things. The first one is you talk about messaging and copywriting and how those two are very Different but similar. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I think that was point three that you made in the chapter about uh, grabbing a message, using messaging to grab your ideal customer's attention. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I have to say that I've, I've always been fascinated with uh, copywriting, and it's something that I've done extensively for my for my clients as a consultant. And um, essentially, the what really what I really love messaging creating message and creating your copywriting is that where your all your marketing efforts you, the data that you have the information that you have your ideal clients profile when you create your message is really where the rubber meets the road is where you really have to put out something that your ideal customers are going to read or hear or watch and is your opportunity to establish a connection with them. Essentially, the message is what you communicate, what you say about your vision, your values, so what you do to help your clients, how you do it, why, your reason for being in business. 
Um, copywriting is how you communicate to get those points uh, to reach your uh, your ideal clients. And of course, they have to, to work uh, together because if you have a great message, but your copywriting just doesn't resonate with them, uh, then your, message, your message gets lost. And if you have a great copywriting, so people start paying attention, but what you say is not interesting, it's not engaging, and people you want to reach really don't understand what's in it for them, uh, your marketing effort will uh, will not be successful. You may, This is an excellent point that you make because a lot of people, um, particularly leaders who have a message and they communicate that message, sometimes they fail to understand that the importance of how the words are used to communicate that can be just as critical as the overall message itself. Sometimes we think the message and the words are the same thing, but I think what you're pointing out here, they're not. They're not. Uh, no, it's not. I mean, it's uh, the, there are two two different uh, entities that have to live together and create something that's very powerful because when you have both uh, a great message and a good copywriting, you can start the conversation with your with your prospects, with your ideal clients. And, um, you know, how you say something is just as important as what you say. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, you, you can use uh, personal stories, anecdotes, and I mean, it, we, we, we don't want to get too technical, but it's, uh, it's really important how you do that. Well, speaking on the technical side, Al, because uh, your point six was talking about a framework when it came to copywriting, PAS or the PAS system. Can you expound on that a little bit for the, for the listeners who maybe aren't familiar with that? Sure. The, the acronym is about pain, agitate, and then solution or problem, agitate, solution. And the thing that I love about the framework is if you adhere to that, you're you're speaking to your customer's problem first. And that's what you should lead with. I see a good number of websites, web pages where a company leads with themselves. We've been in business for 20 years and we this and we that. Well, your customer's there because they have a need. And the sooner you speak to that need, the more likely you are to connect with them and have them feel like you understand them. And later in that webpage, you can describe how you have the ideal solution for them. So to me, the framework, I think that's why the framework is so timeless and it's been so successful. And I couldn't agree with that more. So if, I, if we just reiterate, so problem, identify their problem, agitate which is a, a, an interesting word, and then solution. So let's talk about the agitate. We, we understand, okay, we found the customer's problem, but what does agitate mean? Agitate is about taking that pain that they feel and then teasing it out further to describe what that problem will be like if it was compounded. Okay. So if it was that they, they're in pain, well, it could be that the, the pain becomes chronic. It could affect other parts of the body. And then before you know it, maybe you're needing surgery because you didn't get the small problem addressed. It builds into a bigger problem. But while that's a medical example, it applies to pretty much any situation. So if I understand what you're saying is, is that they may be aware of the problem. They may not be aware of the problem. But once the problem has been identified, you're taking it not to the extreme, but to a, hey, look, if you don't address this problem, here are some of those undesired outcomes that can happen from not taking action on that problem. Exactly. 
Okay, perfect. And I and what I like is that when it comes to the solution, Giuseppe, in, you mentioned I think in point three, using the customer's words to describe their problem. Did I get that right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, our there's a famous uh, saying about marketing that marketing is entering a conversation that your prospect is already having in their head. And I think is this is from Robert Collier, somebody who did copywriting in the 1930s. And that's what what we want to do as marketers and as business owners, entering that conversation. So our prospects, our ideal clients, have a problem that's keeping them up at night. And they're constantly thinking they want to solve it. And when they think of their problem, they're using their words to think about it. And this is... This is why you want to use their own words when you describe your offer, your solution, and you help them understand how you can help them. And of course, to do this, you have to do your research. Uh, you have to uh, talk to customers, past customers, uh, do surveys, uh, listen to conversations that are happening on social media, in communities. And if you do this work, well, um, you will start to figure out how they talk about their problems, how they describe them. And when you sit down to create your copy, you want to use their words to describe it. Because if you describe their problem well enough, they will automatically assume that you have the solution. Yeah, I like what you're saying because I deal mostly, I live here in Silicon Valley. I deal with a lot of technology companies and I often see the solution described from an engineering standpoint. Like, look at all these things we've done with the, the, the technology. Look at how, what we've been able to build, look what we can do. And yet the customer isn't, isn't listening to those words because that's not their problem. Right. How did you get electricity to my house? I don't care. I just know it's not working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I need to call an electrician and he's going to come and say, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I, I don't understand. He says, oh, it's just this little switch over here. You just need to flip that in the breaker. Oh, got it. Right. So we're kind of I mean, that's a real simplistic uh, approach, although I did have that problem the other day and called my electrician and said, I got a little switchy thingy. It's not working. Um, but I see what you're saying is that so many companies approach it from their perspective. Oh, look at all the effort we put into this from the technology or from the uh, the uh, mechanical side without understanding and addressing it in the words of the customer that they're looking for something very different. I think we probably see this problem with SEO. We see this problem. I know I deal with LinkedIn. We see it on LinkedIn. Al, you made a comment. Oftentimes I tell people, stop leading your LinkedIn profile with a once upon a time story. Once upon a time, 20 years ago, I started in the industry. I'm like, great. You've been doing this since the late 1900s, covered wagons and floppy disks, and nobody cares. And so I, I find it interesting what you say is that let's not tell those kind of stories, but focus on the stories that uh, build a framework towards their solution so that they can understand it. Okay, gentlemen, I have a, I have a, um, as, as we have finished this little project with the most amazing marketing book ever, what are some of the things you've taken away from listening to some of the other authors and that type of thing? What have you learned in this process? 
That's kind of a surprise question. I'm assuming we've all read other chapters that rather than our own, right? <laughs> I'm I'm literally studying the uh, the book and I'm listening to the audio book and uh, watching the replays of the live stream that we did for for the launch and um, yeah, a lot of time and uh, I'm not saying this because this is your show, but really your chapter on LinkedIn is amazing. I mean, I find it to be just pure gold. And uh, I want to start to implement all your ideas as soon as possible because I'm not a big LinkedIn user, but uh, under your guidance, I know I can, uh, I can get where I want to be. So thank you. It's really an incredible chapter. Well, I appreciate that. And I am blushing. So I appreciate that compliment. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that was not a, yes, it is my show. So I guess you're allowed to say that my chapter was one of your favorite. I guess you're allowed to say that, but thank you. Thank you very much. Richard, yours was one of several chapters that I felt I need to go back and reread that or re-listen to it because there's so much good information and you really want to spend some time with it. So I'm glad that I have both versions and I can choose whatever format I want. Well, I appreciate that as well. It was a pleasure for me to participate in the exercise. Mark and I had already known each other for a couple of years and he reached out to me because uh, I did not volunteer uh, at the time because I am currently, I have a book that's coming out this year on this very topic. Mark had asked that we published something that had never been published before. And so I held back because I published a book last year. I have one coming out this year. And I was like, no, I'll let somebody else have it. But uh, he called me up or emailed me and said, hey, would you step in and, uh, and, and support this project? And I was more than happy to. I sent it to him. He emailed me back and said, Richard, I love you. You know, that's true. This is all wrong. And I was like, oh, he said, did you not read the instructions on how you were supposed to write the chapter? I'm like, no, <laughs> there are instructions. I had to rewrite and I'm, I'm embarrassed by a little bit. I had to rewrite my, my entire chapter like overnight because I had not followed any of the guidelines that he had provided, right? The, the points that you make that we all made. And so I'm pleased that it turned out well, um, but uh, I didn't pay attention to the instructions. And when it came to my recording, I had no confidence in my ability to do that. And so I actually have a recording team that I got on a plane and flew to another city here in the United States to go record that because I had no confidence in my ability. And so uh, I just feel honored to be able to participate with some of the things that I have learned. And I really enjoyed your chapter because I've been in marketing for a long time and the messaging and I particularly like the copywriting there is such a disconnect between somebody's like, well, I'm really comfortable standing in front of an audience talking about this. I must be really comfortable writing about it. And uh, Giuseppe, I like what you've said is that these are such, such separate aspects. The message, what you say and how you say it are so different. And so if, you, if there was a piece of advice that you would give to the audience from each of you, ask for one piece of advice based on your topic. And your experience, what piece of advice would you pass on to the listeners when it comes to this topic that you've chosen to write about? Uh, Al, we'll start with you. Reading a lot has really helped me as a writer. And that's what I'd recommend for anyone who wants to explore marketing, because it, it is not just about what you're saying, but how you say it. Okay. Giuseppe, how about yourself? 
Uh, for me, I think the, the best advice I can give is get to know your customers really, really, really well. Like, you know, an old friend and just like, okay, yeah, I know. I know who I want to sell this to. No, really study them and spend your time because it will pay off big time. I think both of those pieces of advice uh, blend well together. Do a lot of reading, researching, get to know them, learn their language and know them almost better than they know themselves. I think those are two perfect pieces of advice. Gentlemen, thank you so much for making the time to join me. This has been a delight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. My pleasure. It's been amazing. Thank you. You've been listening to uh, my guest, Al Boyle and uh, Giuseppe Frattoni, who are co-authors, along with myself, in the book, The Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever. They co-wrote chapter 13, Create a Powerful Marketing Message to Grab Your Ideal Client's Attention. I've enjoyed having this conversation. If you haven't already got your copy of the book, I strongly encourage encourage you to do so. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on paperback. You can get it on Audible and listen to all three of our voices, our soft dulcet tones softly into your ear as you fall asleep at night. It'd be a perfect way to listen to the book. Thank you for listening. We can't wait to hear you next time and we appreciate the support that you have. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to Digital First Leadership, the podcast where you learn to leverage and build your expertise on digital platforms. For more valuable tips on mastering the language of social media, subscribe to our newsletter at blisspointconsult.com. If you'd like to stay in touch, feel free to add Richard on LinkedIn and join the conversation.